You're tuning in to Soundbite Radio. This is Remember Me. Greetings and salutations, welcome back to another episode of Soundbite Radio, the go-to podcast on GameSpot for the best in video game music, old and new. I'm your host, Jonathan Toyat, and you've just tuned in to the track Nilinda Hunter that's composed by Olivia de Riviere for the Don't Not developed action game Remember Me. To go with the title's futuristic aesthetics, de Riviere mixed in electronica synths and beats with orchestral sounds. That's why you hear a lot of static purposely added into many parts of the track. The electronic stylings of Apex Twins and the soundtracks for 80s-style sci-fi films done by Vangelis helped narrow down the Riviere's direction in music composition. 
The game itself takes place in a futuristic Paris, ergo the game has buildings from the 19th century. The Rivieres said that it makes sense to keep the cultural history of the city within the music. With its unique approach to mixing and music making, I personally feel that Remembers V's music is a strong contender for one of this year's best gaming soundtracks. Speaking of best gaming soundtracks of the year, Final Fantasy XIII Part II's music was a highlight for 2012. The game's soundtrack was a very huge crockpot of mixed genres from trance, to bossa nova, to rap, to even, dare I say it, verbal pop. With three main composers mixing and matching styles, you would think that the RPG's music might come undone. What came out instead was arguably a unique and fresh oral take for a series in need of some revelatory kickstarting. Our next track on this podcast is a relaxing trance-like tune that plays during the early new bottom area of the stage. It's the kind of music that will fit right in a Café Del Mar outlet. Do you 
different, eclectic, unconventional. Those are but the few words used to describe Final Fantasy XIII Part II's music. The track's composer Mitsuto Suzuki said on a Destructoid interview that the initial draft of the song got him thinking about Hawaii, which he eventually went to around 2011 of sorts. After that holiday, he changed the melody of the vocal line and asked Russian singer Origa to do the vocals. He told her to sing out lyrics she would come up with if she was walking along a beach. Once that part was done, it was easier to do the aggressive mix counterpart to the song via additional beats and bass sections. If you want more esoteric vibes out of the Final Fantasy title, the game soundtrack is on sale at Square Enix's online store. The 2D platformer Fest was highly praised for its platformer action, its perspective switching mechanic, and its atmospheric chiptune music. Composer Rich Vreeland aka Disasterpiece went for atmosphere and emphasis on linear passages like arpeggios and ostinatos in favor of chords for the music of Fez. Because of its low-key euphoric nature, it was the perfect canvas for remixing. Disasterpiece and a few other artists like Solar Fields and Hyperdark Soundworks took the original compositions and made slightly faster and different versions of Fez tracks like Puzzle and Flow. The track I'll play now is a remix of Sync and Glitch, done by Dataset.
This version of Sync and Glitch, done by Dataset, it sounds pretty much completely different. It's more in line of an upbeat club-style tune than something to accompany a methodical kind of platformer. And that's the best kind of remix, the one that takes an original track and turns it into something completely different while preserving its essence. The rest of the remixes are well done in that regard, from the slow jazz medley version of Beacon to an electric guitar rendition of Float. All this variety is available at Disaster Pieces' website, which should be on the notes of this show. Do check it out. Time for our only highlight for this episode, the space music of Star Control 2. PC veterans should be well acquainted with the Space Adventure series. You explore the depths of space and make friends with other alien species to band against the Urquan race, while also going into space dogfights in 2D top-down arcade form with your battleship. The game was ported onto many systems, with the prettier and arguably cleaner version being on the 3DO. The music was also remixed and revamped to take advantage of the then-new CD medium. So let's walk back to the glory days of space adventure combat games with this ditty called Hyperspace.
That was Star Control 2's Hyperspace theme. The music was composed by, wow, a lot of people apparently. Eric Birch, Mark Brown, Tommy V. Dunbar, Aaron J. Greyer, Dan Nicholson, Riku Noto Jarvi, Errol Otis, and Kevin Palavec. All eight of them mostly worked on other games in the 80s and 90s like the Archon series and The Horde. Somehow or other, they had a career change, since they haven't done any game-related projects in the year 2000 and beyond. All I can add is that it's not common at the time to see eight composers working on one title and sharing that vision to create music fit for a space opera theme like Star Control 2. And boy did it pay off, if past glowing reviews of the game were of any indication. We featured a Halo 4 track called Green and Blue on the previous Soundbite Radio episode. Long story short, Neil Davidge did a good job taking over Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. The orchestra and ambient sounds mixed in with some hint of electronica was a welcome change for most. A remix album was commissioned on December last year to celebrate the fact that the original OST was high up on the US Billboard charts on its debut. The remix featured top-tier music producers like Sander Van Dorn, Guy Boratua, Kaspa, and Cohen Sound. We'll be playing a remix of Green and Blue from the latter artists, which changes up the somber feel of the original into something more upbeat and maybe slightly cheery.
That was the Green and Blue track from Halo 4, remixed by Cohen Sound. The two-man remixing group, consisting of artists Will Weeks and Jim Basto, got their music-making influences from the sounds of Prodigy and Noisia. The group was also recognized as the forerunners of the dubstep movement, so make of that what you will. The increase in the BPM, electronic percussions, and the string instrument intervals of the remix, after the one-minute mark, make this one a personal standout for me. But you don't have to take my word for it, there are a couple of solid mixes in the Halo 4 Remix album, available right now on iTunes and other online stores. We've kept up with the influx of remixes in this whole episode, so let's end this month's show with one more, shall we? A month or so ago, famous video game music remix site, OC Remix, released a compilation that features remakes of tunes from the Mega Man X games. Fans love these games not only for its platforming and shooting, but also because of its memorable tracks. I'd go as far as to say that what the NES Mega Man series did music-wise, the Mega Man X titles amped it up further. The opening highway stage track from X1, two Gravity Beatles medley in X3, the Capcom sound team did so much of just so little at the time. That's why it's great to see talented and passionate communities like OC Remix paying tribute in this light. The track I'll be closing the show off with is the remix final stage music from Mega Man X5 that's called Zero Stage 2. Remixer Digitus changed up the track's fast tempo and impending finality into a jazz-funk hybrid that can get a crowd to jump, jive, and wail. Even if it's electronically generated, you can hear bits of Josh Clinton and James Brown's funk influences tripping out from the beats. So, let's end this show with a track called Put Your Guns On. I'm Jonathan Toya, thank you for listening to this rendition of Soundbite Radio.